You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 317. Is blogging still important? Part 2. So last week I started this uh, two-part series uh, just kind of talking about blogging and not really just even blogging. If you were this last week, you know we were talking about creating content, whether it's uh, a traditional blog, whether it's a video cast. Uh, whether you've got your own channel on YouTube and you're making video content or even a podcast, is creating content and putting it out there for public consumption, is that still valid? Is it still important? And is it still a place that you should invest your time? Well, obviously, you've got to have a message. You've got to have something to share. You know, we talked about businesses that, that really, I think, very often businesses don't take advantage of the opportunity they have on their website. They could have an informational blog that would uh, draw people to their website and could possibly even generate business for an individual. Uh, maybe you've got a message to share on leadership or on fitness or whatever your journey's been. And there are people that are interested in that. There are people that want to read it for your church. Uh, you know, a blog that maybe goes along with the sermon series. Uh, that's another great idea to push people towards your website and to have an engagement with those people. So last week we talked about just a few key thoughts on creating content. Uh, Number one was keep it short. Uh, If it's too long, people are just going to skim right past it. Uh, So you want to keep it something that they can read in just a couple of minutes. I recommend the, you know, 350 to maybe five or 600 word range. That's That's a good... A solid blog or you know piece of content that you can share that people can read in about two minutes. Uh, we also talked about the power and the importance of consistency. If you're not putting out regular content, your audience is not going to stay with you. Uh, you need to be putting fresh content out. I'd recommend at a very minimum of once a week. Um, if you can do more than that, that's awesome. You know, there, there aren't many Seth Godins in the world that can publish and, and, and put out fresh content every single day of the week. But, uh, but most of us could say, you know what, I can go once a week. I can go twice a week. In my case, I have two written blogs a week and then a podcast. So I'm essentially publishing three pieces of content every week. And, you know, this, this particular, uh, system has worked for me, but you've got to find what works for you. But the main thing is be consistent. Uh, and then we talked about variety. Uh, you know, and this this might not be applicable for everyone. I mean, if your core life message is, is your fitness journey, then that's probably what you're going to talk about all the time. Uh, if it's leadership, you might be talking about leadership all the time. But, you know, others of us, you know, we like to talk about different things. Sometimes I talk about fitness. Sometimes I talk about theology. Sometimes we'll 
um, you know, do some uh, book reviews or maybe some leadership stuff. So, you know, I think uh, you know, being being varied but not crazy varied. I think I think you still are kind of touching on your core message, even if you're coming at it from a little bit of a different angle. So today I want to jump in. We've got three. Um, really important things to talk about. And the last one, I think, is probably um, the most important of all. So make sure you stick around for that one. Uh, Number four is post interesting content. In other words, create interesting content. Now, this sounds pretty obvious. um, But when when I read other people's uh, material and some of the content other people post, it might be interesting to them but I, I wonder, I question how many other people are going to find it interesting. Um, you know, I think we really want to, if we want to have an audience, we want to post what people are actually going to read. If you're just posting your blog for yourself as a storehouse for your thoughts, then by all means, do whatever you want to do. But most content creators want to increase the size of their audience. Um, this is so that they can be more influential. This is so that they can have more impact. And in many cases, even uh, more money involved. Because if you monetize your, your YouTube channel, you monetize your blog, the content that you're creating, um, your podcast, you know, there's money involved if, if your audience gets larger. So um, you're only going to enlarge your audience if you're putting up posts that people are actually engaging with, whether it's reading your blog or listening to your podcast or watching your video. And, you know, if, if, if the writer's just not sure, then I would say examine a number of different blogs or, or, or websites in the genre that, that, that you feel like you're in and kind of see what other people are doing. Um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, see what other people are posting. I mean, if your core message is fitness and you've got a, a YouTube channel and you're talking about your own fitness journey, how you got back into shape and how you got healthy and how you want to share it with everybody else, fantastic. What are some of the other people in that genre saying and how can you learn from them? So let's learn from somebody who's already on that road where you want to go. So, so post interesting content. Number five, number five proofread your post. Now this again, this sounds very simple, but you'd be surprised at the number of people who post uh, blogs or other content and you know there's just all kinds of errors. Um, if, if you're gonna if you want to be taken seriously as a writer, you've got to minimize your typos. Look, Typos slip through for me. Heck, I've got books that have typos in them. And, you know, when I'm made aware of it, I go back and I fix it. That's the beauty of publishing publishing through Amazon. Sometimes things slip through, but as much as possible, we want to put out a professional product that is free from typos and grammatical errors. And, you know, um, in this day of, of you know, the, the, the different materials and tools that are out there, there's really no excuse for a spelling error. There's no excuse for a grammatical error because there's plenty of um, programs that are available that will help you. There's no excuse. Now, what about you know podcasting or even video? You know, we're not really so much talking about uh, typos and, and 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 proofreading there. I guess what we would talk about is how professional is your product. Now, you know, you may not have a studio in your house and. You know, you may not be shooting to studio quality, but you can still minimize background noise. 
you can uh, invest in a, in a microphone, you can invest maybe in a camera, uh, whatever it is, there's things that you can do to add to the level of professionalism uh, for the content that you're creating. Because if people are um, clicking on your YouTube channel, they're listening to your podcast, they're reading your blog, but they're distracted by the lack of professionalism, you're not going to retain them as a follower. So, so as much as possible, let's let's you know really try and pr- pr- put a professional product out there. And again, if we're talking about blogging, you want to be taken seriously as a writer, you got to minimize that stuff. So let's let's do it right. Don't go away. We've got one more left. And like I said, this is probably the most important thought that I want to share with you about creating content. So so don't go away. But I want to let you know that this episode of, of, of uh, Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Street Cop 2 Reloaded. Street Cop 2 Reloaded is the sequel to Street Cop. These are true stories of my law enforcement career. I've changed some of the names to protect the innocent and the guilty. But uh, the stories are all true. So if you like Street Cop, check out Street Cop 2 Reloaded. Uh, The reason I wrote these stories was for my own family. Uh, My wife, my daughters, some family members had no idea some of the stuff that I've done at work because I kept it quiet. I just didn't want to bring work home. But as I moved towards that point of retiring, I started writing these stories down, eventually got them published. The first book did fairly well, and the publisher said that they would love to publish the second one. So by all means, check out Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded. If you like first-person, action-packed stories, uh, some are humorous, some will disturb you, but all of them will help you to appreciate the men and women in blue who protect our society every single day. Well, all right, just a quick recap today. We've talked about the importance of posting interesting content. It sounds silly, but you'd be surprised at the number of blogs that I look at, and I'm like, "Ah, who's reading this? Number two, make sure you proofread your post. Proofread your post. Make sure you get rid of the typos, the, the, the spelling errors, grammatical errors. If you're recording content, whether it's a podcast or video, you know, let's try and upgrade our professionalism. Let's do it right. Um, even if you have to record it over a few times, let's get it right. And then the last thing is you need your own website to put your content on. And then you can use social media to promote your blog. Now that's a mouthful, so let's go let's break this down a little bit. You need your own website to put your content on. If you're writing, if it's a YouTube channel, you need to be able to link to it. Um, if it's if it's a podcast, you need to have a place to link to it. But you need to have your own channel. I've got friends. I've got some very good friends who are really good writers. They've got a message. They've got some great stuff to share. Um, and 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 what they typically do is instead of posting on their own website, is they'll just publish directly to Facebook or they'll publish directly to LinkedIn. And the problem with that is you don't own Facebook. You don't own LinkedIn. They do. And regularly, Facebook is changing the algorithms on who sees what. Um, LinkedIn, you know, everybody doesn't see everything. So when you put your content on somebody else's property, uh, there's no guarantee that the people that you want to see it are going to get to see it. 
it makes it more difficult. But if you publish to your own website, if you've got your own space, this is your property, you own this website, then you can publish there, publish your blog, uh, link to your whoever's hosting your podcast or, or, or your video, and then you can use social media to publicize and promote your content. Let's not get it backwards. Let's not put our stuff on Facebook or LinkedIn and just, just expect people to find it. If you want to be taken seriously uh, as a content creator, you've got to have your own space. You've got to have your own property. Nobody's going to take you seriously if you're just posting content to Facebook. You might have a great post, but there's there's just no no weight to it. There's no um, the, the level of professionalism. You may be a great writer, but if, if that's the best you got, you can only post it to Facebook or LinkedIn. Nobody is going to take you seriously. So if you want to be known as a content creator, you want to be taken seriously as a writer or a podcaster or a, a video person, then you need your own website, and it gives you so many opportunities for growth. Because ultimately, you may be selling products. You know, later down the road, you may say, you know what, I've got all these blog posts on fitness. What if I took them and turned it into a book? Well, now you've got a website to promote your book. And again, if you do it through social media, utilizing Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and all the others, that's awesome. You're pushing them back towards your website. Um, you may want to sell a, a course on, 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 on fitness. You may want to um, you know, do something on leadership. You might want to create uh, a, a book on leadership. You know, one, of, one of the books that I published early on was a, a book on leadership called Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond. And it's actually a collection, mostly, of my leadership posts from my blog. So it's definitely something to look at and to consider. Create a website. That's your that's your that's the calling card. That's the business card of the 21st century. When you want to know about a business, when you want to know about a coach, when you want to know about a person, you look for their website. You look to, to see where they're they're connected. You look to see where they're at in the um, in, in the web sphere so that you can do more research on that person. So create create the website, get somebody to build it for you, create your website, and then build it up and push everybody back towards your website. You'll be so glad that you did. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk wrote a great book called Jab, 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 Right Hook, and he explained in this book the, the, the importance of linking your, your blog or your content to, the plat, to these platforms because every new post um, will be advertised there, and those who, like I say, Facebook can change the algorithms tomorrow, but even if they did, you can still send people to your website and they're going to have access to your content. Listen, making sure um, that you actually are creating content is, is really one of the big keys here. We talked about consistency. Writers write. Podcasters create podcasts. Videocasters create videos. Um, creating an audience, creating a following is very, very important. That's the only way that you're going to get your message out to the masses. And, you know, uh, I, I use the, the mediums of podcasting. I use the mediums of writing. And it's still important to me that I'm reaching new people with the message that I'm trying to share. And blogging is still a wonderful way for, for a writer to get better as a writer. 
but also to consistently communicate with their audience. And by following these simple tips, the content creator is going to be well on their way to creating some successful content on their own website and then promoting it on the social media platforms. Well, that is all for today. That will wrap up this series on is blogging still important? Is creating content still important? Um, I hope this helped you. I hope you might even take that step of looking for opportunities to share your own content. By all means, if you have any questions, uh, reach out to me, david at davidspell.com. Uh, and, and definitely, if you know, we talked about websites, take a look at my website. I think you'll, you'll see that it's a great place to push people back to for uh, coaching and consulting. Uh, all my books are listed there. It's a great place to go and do research and look for podcasts and blogs um, that might help people, you know, for whatever subject that they're they're particularly looking for. So, check out davidspell.com. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so we can stay in touch. And my fresh content comes right into your inbox every single week. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we'll see you next week on Leading and Learning. <laughs>